Welcome and thank you for joining us. At Worship Harvest, we believe that we are a movement of the gospel, discipleship and mission. And we are committed to catalyzing spiritual, social and economic renewal in our immediate communities and as a result, the world. Here is this week's teaching. Arise, shine, for your light has come and the glory of the Lord is risen upon you. This has been our theme since we started here uh, in um, January. January yes. And we are going to carry on with this theme. Theme. This theme. A little bit. Because we are saying that this is your year to shine. This is your year to arise. This is your year to show forth the glory of the Lord which is in you, which is upon you. The opposite of glory is shame. This is your year to cast off shame. This is your year to cast off whatever has kept you from progressing. This is a year to move from accidental victories to predictable victories. Why? Because once your light has come, your glory has begun. Amen. What have you been reading lately? Share with us. Then we will dive into it. I can almost suspect, but let's go. <laughs> From the word? No, no, anywhere. Including books. You including know, your light. <laughs> light is revelation, and some people including write books that books. open up the word of yes. God to us in amazing ways. Right now, I just finished. I finished the book, Understanding Financial Prosperity. Hey, I haven't finished Bishop that book yet. Pe- it's too it, heavy. It is heavy and dangerous. I've been reading it like since December. By the way, so, those online, you can also share with us. What, what book are you reading? Hmm. What book are you reading? Just share in the comments. Yeah. But keep tell us a bit more. And now I started on a book called The Laws of Prosperity <laughs> by, Glory, by Kenneth Copland. Mm. By Kenneth Copland. Mm, mm? Mm, 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 and mm. you know when you want to highlight that? This is the introduction. <laughs> wow. Yes, and so he's just talking about how God has always operated on more than enough. Mm, mm. And the rise in interest rates cannot affect you as a person or your ministry. The rise in medical costs should not be affecting you. Mm. The world shortages have no effect on someone who has already gone to heaven. Mm. Therefore, they should have no effect on us who have made Jesus Christ our Lord and Savior. And are seated in the heavenly places. Exactly. He supplies our needs according to his... So he says, our problem has been in not knowing heaven's ways of doing things. And so he says he's going to teach us how heaven does economics. And yeah, I, last night I read the introduction a couple of times and first said maybe I first stop at the introduction as I meditate. But basically you're saying that God supplies all our needs according to his... And he says that he's writing from experience things that have been tried and lived out in their lives from being very, very broken in debt. He used to wear yep. pants which were so torn that they would keep sewing them until his two pockets looked like one. Wow. <laughs> now a man, the man is, is, is just living in divine prosperity. So I've been, because you gave us a word about finances, and so we've been finding these men who you've been listening to to try and see what do they know that we can add to what we know and increase light. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Very important. Your light will determine where you go. If you are in a dark place and someone switches on a light in a certain direction, don't you move in the direction of the light? Always. <laughs> if you move in away from the light, then you are not light yourself. You are darkness. No one can desire darkness when there is light. When you need to do something. The only time you desire darkness is when you don't want any progress. Yeah, no activity. You don't want activity, you don't want to go anywhere, you want to sleep. That's when you want darkness. So when it says, wake up, O sleeper. Arise from the dead. And Christ will what? Shine on you. Basically, that's getting out of ignorance. That's getting out of this business of walking around in the dark and making no progress. You know, we are going to change something in this generation, Pastor Amen. B3. Amen. 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 We are going to have people start 
doing things that used to take people 10 years yes in one year amen yeah yeah yes. and the thing that's going to accelerate it's people the is the word because when you have light you move quickly yes when you don't have light you move slowly you stumble you run into obstacles you you lack certainty for of where you're going but when you have light you can move fast yes. you can move speedily so that's what we are that's why we are here tonight Amen. that's why that's why you should share this link right now because we are about to start onto something. Take us to Psalm 1, mm. the book of Psalms, chapter 1, verses 1 to 3. And I'm going to start there by sharing a scripture we have always known, but yesterday we had the opportunity of uh, uh, receiving ministry from Apostle Grace Rebecca as the pastors here. And he brought out a new dimension. So I'm also going to bring it. Come on. Uh, eh. Yeah, and you, you you hear it, it hits you, you come and thank you. Read for us. Blessed mm. is the man, oh woman, okay, who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly, mm. nor stands in the path of sinners, mm -hmm. nor sits in the seat of the scornful. <laughs> but his delight mm. is in the law of the Lord. Yes. And in his law, yeah. he meditates. Day, day and, and night. night. Uh, this yes. man, he shall be like a tree planted mm. by the rivers of water, of water that brings forth its fruit in its, its season, season mm. whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does <laughs> shall prosper. Shall prosper. Ma, 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 ma. Take us back to verse 1. Mm. It starts by saying, Blessed. Blessed. This man is what? Blessed. Verse 1. Verse 1. The man is blessed. blessed. Uh, the man is blessed. We are blessed. As I was saying uh, uh, during the fireplace live, if you missed it, please go watch it. The blessing is the supreme operating system of the kingdom. Yes. The day you learn that, you will understand why Jacob had to, to, to lie and connive to get it. You will understand why when Jacob blessed Pharaoh, Pharaoh took over all of Egypt's wealth. You will understand why Isaac sold in that land in the time of famine and ripped a hundredfold. And the man, for the Lord, the Bible says, blessed him. And the man began to prosper and continued prospering Genesis 26 13 until he became very prosperous why the Lord blessed him the supreme operating system OS of the kingdom is something called the blessing the Bible says that God blessed Adam and Eve and said to them be fruitful and multiply and subdue the earth. They operated oh. on the blessing. Your great great grandfather Adam and Eve operated on the blessing. Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us, Ephesians 1 3 with every spiritual blessing in the heaven. He didn't leave out any single blessing. Why? Because he knew that the only way we can operate is by the blessing one of these days we are going to start talking about the blessing you have to understand you have to understand the power of the blessing and why the being blessed is the best thing that can ever happen to you so he says in Psalm 1 1 blessed is the man now this man is not looking for a blessing this man is not guessing where his next meal is coming from. This man is not looking for rent. This man is not looking for school fees for their children. This man is not wondering whether God hears him or not. This man is not going through a time of dryness spiritually. This man is not praying and there is brass and bronze above him. This man is what? Blessed! And he tells us, what this blessed man is. He first tells us what he does not do before he tells us what he does. 
<laughs> you see, you and I grew up in the village. We know that before you plant seed, you must clear the ground. Before you plant seed, you must clear that. There is a reason why your seed is being choked. There is a reason why you read your Bible, but your seed is being choked. There is a reason you're not seeing fruit from the word of God. Your seed is being choked because you have not cleared the ground. There is no one who is a serious farmer who starts planting seed before clearing the ground. That's why this man starts by telling us the things this man does not do. Mm -hmm. Yes, you've read your Bible. Where is the result? That you're planting in weeds, you're planting in bushes, you're planting in Lantana Camara and all the other things. What we know from science, I don't know whether that's, whether that's where Ario Camara got his name. I know that's not true, I'm just joking. But you're planting seeds in the midst of weeds. Your first responsibility is to clear the ground. So it starts by telling us the things this man does not do. Yes. One, this man does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. This man does not consult people who don't know God, who are not filled by the Holy Spirit concerning life's matters. This man does not go asking for say, about Senga so and so and Senga so and so about marriage when Senga so and so and Senga so and so does not carry the witness of the word of God in their lives and they themselves have a successful marriage to prove it. Most people who give counsel about marriage have none. They don't have marriage. Most singers who sing love songs have never sustained a marriage. Almost all the singers who sing love songs are not married successfully. And yet we listen to those love songs. We send those love songs as dedications. We are walking in the curse of the ungodly. And then we wonder why our marriages are failing. Are there people? <laughs> or they have left? <clears throat> Blessed is the man. He starts by telling us the things the man does not do. He does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Yeah. Say something. Mm. I keep going. Keep going so where are you seeking counsel? That's why you're reading your Bible and it's not giving you results because in addition to the Bible, you're seeking counsel from Hollywood. No. You're seeking counsel from the, from, from the series you're watching. You're seeking counsel from ungodly sources. And somehow you think you're going to mix the seed of the word of God and the filth of the world that, that is flowing through your heart and you think you're going to get the results you're looking for. That's not how it works. That's not how it works. God wants all of your heart, not a percentage of it. Okay. So the first thing the man does not what? Walk in the counsel of the ungodly. It's amazing. It's amazing. And people wonder why we don't have many revivals. Look, with, we, we get the word of God and put it at the same level as Google and, and other things that take our minds. And then we start cutting wires for God. Why he hasn't done this? Why he hasn't done that? God is not your houseboy. God is not your shamba boy to be sent around to do whatever you want. God is the creator of the universe. You've been around for only a few years. He has been here before, before the beginning. Get used to it and align your life thus. If you want to be the man that is blessed, there are things you cannot continue doing. Walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Okay. Secondly, does not stand in the path of sinners. You see, first of all, this is progressive. One, walking, standing, and sitting. Mm. Mm. 
settling down. Pastor Bethel, you're sure you don't want help. Let me continue. So one, you don't walk in the counsel of the ungodly. You're not looking for un- a lot of people who seek financial wisdom, seek it from ungodly sources. And then they don't understand why they are working so hard and they have nothing. There is sufficient scripture to make you a billionaire. But somehow you think so and so and so and so and so and so. Those people you're copying from, they are not operating kingdom economics. They are operating world economics. There are rules that work in the world. The rules that work in the economic system of the world is buying and selling. The rules that work in the economic system of the kingdom is sowing and reaping. Now you're trying to learn so much about buying and selling from people who do buying and selling. Yes, do that. If it's about buying and selling, learn, learn from people who do buying and selling. When it comes to sowing and reaping, you can't learn that from people who only know about buying and selling. Mm. The inferior cannot produce the superior. Yeah. So one, he does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly. So, for example, part of the counsel of the ungodly is debts. Yes. Yeah. Why is it debt? Mm. So it's called. Into wise debt. There is no wise debt. The borrower is servant to the lender, period. period. You might even prosper in your generation and your children will end up having nothing because you lack the wisdom to understand that you could service the debt. Your children don't know how to service the debt. So you left them an asset which doesn't belong to them. It belongs to the yeah. bank. But we tell you and you think you're clever. Ah, I mean, I did this. I mean, okay. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the castle of the ungodly. Okay. Two, he does not stand in the path of sinners. Yeah, it's like sinners have a path. You can tell that sinners just passed here. They leave behind a certain smell and effects. There is a way of sinners. There is a way that seems right to a man, but the end thereof what? Is death and destruction. So yes, you're reading the word of God, but you're hell bent on certain, a certain lifestyle. And you're wondering why it doesn't work. Of course. The foundation of God standeth sure that every, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. Find that verse for us. He says, let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. And he says that's foundational. The foundation of God stands sure. It's in what? First Timothy? Second Timothy 2.19. Nevertheless, the solid foundation of God stands. Having this seal, it's even a seal. Like you can't change it. The Lord knows those who are His. And let everyone who names the name of Christ depart from iniquity. You see, we live in a generation that takes sin lightly. We live in a generation that thinks you can come to church today, lift your hands, cry, feel God, and go out and take a bribe on Monday, and go sleep with someone you're not married to on Friday, and, and, and go abuse your parent on Saturday, and come back and lift up those same hands on Sunday. It does not work. <laughs> Sin is stupid. I'm not saying you will not fall short. We all fall, fall short. It's another thing when you take a sin, a, 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 when you take what should be a stumble and you turn it into a pattern, into a walk. You see, you can't intentionally stumble into that bed every week. <laughs> stumble into that bed every week. Mm, you're preaching. And people are quiet. Yeah. It's okay. 
Blessed is the man who does not what? Walk in the curse of the ungodly. Nor stand in the what? No, w- w- way of sinners. You see, once you start walking in the curse of the ungodly, it's just a matter of time before you're standing in the way of sinners. Mm, mm, yes, mm. it begins with curse. Yeah. What, what are the ungodly saying? Uh, a woman should not know the the the, the, the pin the, the passcode of mm. their husband's phone. Oh, That's no. curse of the ungodly. Oh, wow. That's like the most outstanding level of stupidity I've had pronounced in public. Yeah, for marriage. Hmm? Yeah. That's the curse of the ungodly. Let everyone keep their, do their own Why? finances. That's the curse of the ungodly. It's a matter of time before you're standing in the path of sinners once you go in the curse of the ungodly. Because uh, be careful how you hear. For whoever has more will be added to them. How you hear determines what you have. When you, uh, faith, faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. It doesn't say faith comes by hearing the word of God. No. There's a hearing of the natural. Then there's a hearing of the spiritual. The hearing of the natural is what you hear when the word of God is being yes. preached. Now, faith comes when you hear what the spirit is saying as a result of hearing what is being preached. That's why you can preach the same message and 10 different people will get out with 10 different axioms of faith. Because even though you're speaking English, the spiritual language they are hearing is different from what you're saying. Wow. You can say something and someone feels guilty, another one feels encouraged, another one feels convicted to go change their lifestyle, another one gets offended Mm. and defensive. Mm. It's 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 all different. And you're being you're speaking English, a common language to to most of us who claim to have gone to school. (laughs) Amen. Blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of sinners. Ungodly counsel is going to lead you to a place where you have a sinful lifestyle which disregards the word of God. You start by listening to all that trash out there. Before we know it, your lifestyle doesn't look anything like the life of Mm. Jesus Christ. Mm. Your life looks like that of the devil. How did it start? Curse of the ungodly. Your girlfriends, your men friends that you drink with, the children are waiting for you at home, the wife is at home, it's 11 p.m., it's even past curfew, but you're still out. But you're a Christian. You call Jesus your Lord. Since when? He's not your Lord. If Jesus were your Lord, you'd be at home. Can we continue? Please. No stands in the path of sinners. Yeah. Mm. That walk walking before you know it, there is a path. There is a pattern. There is a pattern. You know, people don't know that. You start doing something in the natural and it has no spiritual significance, but then you create a pattern. Because Jesus said that whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven. Whatever you lose on earth will be lost in heaven. In other words, actually what you have on earth, what you do in the physical has an effect on the spiritual. When people get possessed by demons of... uh, addiction Mm. to alcohol Mm. you don't start by being demon possessed by addiction to alcohol you start by drinking alcohol which is the natural thing before you know it you can't stop drinking even when you want why the natural pattern has created a spiritual pattern it's like a sinusoidal curve it goes down like that down like that down like that you start by going late for meetings. Late for meetings. Late. Before you know it, you will have an emergency every single time you have an appointment. And you will never be on time. You started by doing a natural thing and then you created a spiritual pattern. Start by drinking, 
before you know it it is now a spiritual problem you need deliverance you start by smoking that stuff that makes you feel like you're the most high before you know it you need deliverance natural patterns create spiritual patterns do not be deceived natural patterns create spiritual patterns if you allow anger to be manifested out of your heart in the natural consistently before you know it you'll be fighting the demon of anger natural creates spiritual because what we know is that spiritual creates natural yes. but we should also know that natural once you start tapping that pattern and then ding then it knocks in the spiritual ding ding ding, ding. like when you bounce a ball if if there is no uh air resistance it can bounce for forever now you would think you started by bouncing it on the ground but now it is the the upper level ceiling that is bouncing it that is pushing it back because you've created a pattern you've created a wave you started by sleeping with someone you shouldn't sleep with natural before you know it you can't stop you've seen counselors you've confessed to your wife you want to stop but you're stuck don't play with the way of sinners. Okay. Can we continue? We need to reach the main point. Papa, uh-huh. I passed. We talked about a path and I thought of growing up in the country. I'll say country instead of village. Mm. When you are going to create a path somewhere, you can create a path that has never existed before. Yeah. But the only way for it to become a path you keep going through that same exactly. place over time until the grass dies yeah. and it's actually people think that it was there for time. There is a tomorrow. path. Yeah. You think that you dug it there. No. No, you so just walked in it until it became established. Until it became established. You become established in being mean, you become established in not tithing, you become established in being broke, you become established in being depressed, you just become established. Why? Because you entertained it in the natural, it became spiritual. Okay. The third level is very bad. Because now you sit. You are now comfortable. In the seat of the scornful. Here is what's interesting. He started by talking, walking in the council of the ungodly. And then you started walking it out. Right? You're standing in the path. And now, you are in the company of those who don't regard the word of God as important. Scornful. Scornful. No, it's not even an opinion. You, you, I laugh at it. You, it's a joke. Yeah. Like, like those who, who are scorning the things of God. Those who think Jesus was just a good prophet. Now you are seated with them. You are now in agreement with them. Scornful, read for us the, 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 the definition the of scornful. The dictionary definition of scornful is to have open dislike and disrespect. Open. It's now open. It's open mockery, often fixed with indignation, an expression of contempt, an object of extreme disdain. Open dislike and disrespect and contempt. It's no longer hidden. Whoa, wait. Wow. So that's the seat of the scornful. Hmm? You get to a point where you are a nantagambuako. Have you met scorners? Oh yeah. yeah? Mm-hmm. People who they they once were on fire for the Lord. Oh, yes. But where they are now, they, they can't tell their left hand from their right hand. They 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 are so far from reality that the word of God means nothing, nothing. to them. It started by walking in the council and then standing in the path of sinners. You see, at, I'm trying to demonstrate this. At first, you are as if you are not a participant. Yeah, you just listening. You are, these people are here you are there they talk you listen 
you consider some of what they are saying. You're not doing anything. Mm-mm. Before you know it, now you're doing what they do. Huh? Mm-hmm. At first, you're just hearing. Mm. You see, when you hear people talking about, you see, people divorcing groups. Did you know that? Yes. Yeah. When, when men start divorcing, you find that one whole group of friends who hang together, they all divorce their wives. That's within about five years of each other. Where did it start? Cancel. Okay? So it starts by hearing. You see, if I hear a person talking about adultery, mm. it doesn't make me an adulterer. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make me commit adultery. Mm-hmm. But at, like when you watch the movies, where when yeah. was the last time you watched a movie where there was physical intimacy between married people? Mm-hmm. You don't even remember such a thing exists. No. Or the physical intimacy in movies between between unmarried people. Also That's the counsel of the ungodly. Yeah. People are not married to each other. Exactly. So then you get to a point where you're not just a hearer. These people are here doing that thing you're hearing. Now you are doing the same thing. Mm. You're standing the path. Mm-hmm. Now the last stage is where now you sit in you you move into that country called the country of adulterers Jesus. Hmm? openly and, and now you are that's now your identity Jeez. You, you get what i'm saying you are now a member of the club you sit in the seat you know what? you've progressively moved from i used to hear about it mm-hmm. I started doing it. Mm-hmm. Now I am it. You are one with it. You are one with it. You've sat in the seat of the scornful. The scornful are those without counsel, godly counsel over their heads. They are their own gods. They are their own spiritual fathers and their own spiritual mothers. No one can tell them anything. They have reached that point where. The, the, it's not reversible. <laughs> and I've seen many of them in my lifetime. Can we continue? Yes, please. There's good news. Yes, because <laughs> the next one begins with but. <laughs> but! <laughs> but he's what? Delight. Find us the definition of delight. His, but his delight. This guy refuses the counsel. Remember, we said it starts with counsel. You hear. Instead, this person is hearing something else. Yes. But his delight. Mm. Great pleasure in the law. Uh huh. What's delight? Great pleasure happiness, joy, gratification, relish, excitement, rapture, ecstasy, elation, basically extreme pleasure. Mm. Mm. Extreme enjoyment. Yes. Too much. Too much. I have an idea. Mm -hmm. It's not for sharing. But okay. remind me to tell you the idea after we are done. Because I might forget. Okay. Delight. His delight. Ah! Is in the what? The law of the Lord. The word of the Lord. Yes. The law of the Lord. The words that God has spoken. It says, and in his law. Mm-hmm. Not on his mm-hmm. law. This person, it's, he's sunk into it. Mm. You see, the other one is one with that problem. This one is one with the, the word. word. In his law. Not on his law. This one is not... You see, it's also progressive. The other one started by hearing. Counsel. Now he's in the seat. This one, there is delight in the law and now he is in it. He's not just meditating on it. He's in it. He leaves out this thing called the word of God. He says, in his law, mm. 
he meditates day and night. Meditation is muttering under one's mm. breath. Mm. Mm. And says that out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. You can't meditate on that which you don't know. You can't meditate on that which you don't know. To meditate is not the modern western meditation of thinking upon, you know, like uh, yoga, you know, put, crossing your legs and, and, and doing your fingers. No. <laughs> this is... <laughs> your fingers. <laughs> Matthew 12, 34. For out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Meditation here is speaking, is muttering repeatedly. I've been meditating on a certain verse. Mm -hmm. Deuteronomy must be 34 7. Mm. Moses died when he was 120 years old. <laughs> his eyes were not dimmed, nor his natural figure diminished. Yeah. Until I'm meditating on one it. it. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to undim my eyes. Mama, for you, even the name is Moses. Hey, hey. Mama. It's right there. Moses was 120 years old when he died. His eyes were not dim, nor his natural vigor diminished. I'm, go I'm into undimming my eyes wow. and reviving my natural, natural vigor. vigor. I'm meditating in it. Mm. Oh. You see, mm. when you're meditating, you're not like, it is written somewhere, somewhere in the Bible it says God helps those who help themselves. No. That's not meditation. That's not meditation. You start by knowing it. Huh? That scripture of yours that you like very much, Proverbs 4. Eh? My son. Uh -huh. Give attention. Give attention. 420 to my words. To my words. Incline uh -huh. your ear. 420. Incline mm. your, ear. your ear. Attention is... You, can you give attention to something you're not looking at? No. That's when people say, are you listening to me? Yeah. If you're looking at something. If you're talking to me and I'm dozing, you're like, how you know I'm giving attention to you? I'm looking at you. Yes. So it says, give attention to my words. I don't know what's happening anymore. <laughs> at, in other words, look at them attentively mm. and then bring your what? ear to my saints. Mm -hmm. mm. You see, out of your five senses, those are the two perceptive ones yes. that, that work yeah, that way. Mm. Those are the two for perception of instruction. It's very hard to receive instruction through your tongue wow. or through touch. Testing and feeling. Yeah. Auntie, or smell. Smelling through. Most instruction is going to come through your ear <laughs> and your eyes. You either read it or you hear it. Out of the five senses. It's very hard to get instruction through taste. It's very hard to get instruction through touch. It's very hard to get instruction through smell. That's why he limits himself to those two senses. Yeah. Do not let them depart from your nice. eyes. Keep them in the midst of your heart. Yeah. So you pay attention by seeing and hearing. Mm. And then what is it? Keep them in the midst of your heart. Right. Take me back to the other one. For once they are there and you know them, and they are part of you, mm. you're ready for meditation. Wow. Yes. Before true. they are there, you're not ready for meditation. Yes. No, no, no. That's, please go ahead. Because I feel, just to say that at this point, listen to last week's teaching that Apostle did here on MC Live on meditation, Colossians 3.16. Mm. Because it went quite deep on meditation. We're talking about when something is in your heart, it comes out. It comes out. It just comes out. No, you know, you know the song by heart. Yeah. You don't need to look somewhere else. But it went through the ear. Mm. So it comes in. It says eyes are the windows to the soul. Mm. So it comes in through the eyes, through the ears. You receive instruction. You pile it up. You, you let it dwell in you 
richly in all wisdom. And once it's packed in there, and you know what happens is that life throws you lemons and the word starts leaking. Yes. I've found that your word tank is not secure. Your word tank is not secure. I found out that the scripture, there are scriptures I used to know that I no longer knew by heart. Hence the need for meditation. You Look, if it was easy, he wouldn't recommend it to be done day and night. No. You would just do it on Sunday morning and you're done. No, you're only doing Sunday morning and you're expecting Jesus' results. It's not going to happen. Let me just be frank with you. You know, we preachers, we promise things that are not there. I want to love you properly and tell you, look, there are things that are not going to happen. Yeah. Yeah. It's like if you don't bathe, you don't brush your teeth, you don't use Dio, you sweat, you have Kavuka. The That's girls are not going to fall in love with you. Like, I, I'm not going to lie you and say, no, no, it's okay, just stay like that. Don't bathe, don't use Dio, don't brush, have Kavuka somehow. God is going to speak to a certain girl to fall in love with you. It's not going to work. I don't want to deceive you. Yeah, don't turn me into a lying preacher. Sunday morning is not going to make you live the life of Jesus. He says, but his delight, especially those of, if, if, if even going on Sunday or being on MC Live, they first cack you. You're for cacking to be on MC Live. There, there, there is no delight. There is no delight. No. We are living in a generation that has no value for the no word of word God, of but God. they want the miracles of God. They want the power of God hey. without valuing the word of God. Even God himself can create nothing without his word. In the beginning was the word, and the word was with God, and the word was with God. The same was with God in the beginning. Through him all things were made, and without him was nothing made that was made. But you want God to manufacture healing in your body without him. The word. You want God to manufacture joy in your soul without him. You want God to manufacture peace in your panic without him. You want God to manufacture prosperity in your poverty without him. Without him was nothing made that was made. There is nothing God is going to... Let me tell you, let's stop lying to people. Let's stop, let's stop. That's why we are in the information age with lots of information and very little power in this generation. Why? The preachers have deceived. Where is your delight? Where is my delight? Yeah. Where is my delight? Where is your delight? His delight is where? In the law. Okay. And in his law, he meditates. Why does he meditate? Because he has already stored it up. Yes. Jesus, by age 12, 12, mm. knew all the scriptures of the Old Testament. Mm. He knew the law and the prophets. By heart. By heart. By age 12. That's in the scriptures. We are not talking about historical records that are extra canonical. Spent three days arguing with the Pharisees. with the teacher. No, it, it wasn't the Pharisees. It was doctors. By KJV calls them the doctors of the law. Three days. Twelve year old. Correcting them about Leviticus. Saying, mm -mm. In Deuteronomy, no, no, no. And there were no verses and, and chapters. So, for you to know the scriptures, you have to know the whole thing. You couldn't know Isaiah 6-22. There was no way of identifying Isaiah 6-22 if you didn't know the whole of Isaiah. Jesus, the one we want to be. Please, in case you are wondering what the purpose of this teaching is, pick up your Bible and start reading it. Like your life depended on it. Because it does. Yeah, because it does. 
His delight is in the Lord. On, and in Israel, he meditates day and night. Now let's get to the main point that we wanted to make this evening. Take me to verse 3. This is the one that Apostle Grace revealed to us. These are the results. These are the, everyone wants the results, right? Yes, sir. No one wants to remove the weeds. What are you not doing? No one wants to plant the seed. Meditation. Everyone wants the harvest. <laughs> These verses are arranged very well. Verse 1 is about clearing the land before you plant. Forgiving people. Stopping to have a, a root of bitterness. Humbling yourself. Honoring those to whom honor is due. Having a purity of heart. That's verse 1. First remove the bushes before you plant seeds. Don't come and say, then verse 2, you plant the seeds. How? Meditation. It's a two-part process. Let it go in, eyes, ears. Let it sit in, into the heart. It's actually a three-part process. It goes in, it gets stored, dwell in you richly, and then you meditate, you start uttering it out. That's verse 2. That is the planting process. Please remember when you speak the word of God, you're just planting. There's going to be some time before you see the harvest. And he says you meditate day and night. In other words, you plant every day, every night. You plant the whole time. You don't only plant when they say it's time for five o'clock prayer. Then you go and zoom and plant, plant, call. Then you miss five days. Wow. Then you plant, call, Sunday morning. And then you've, you've planted three square meters of seed. You are asking God for hectares of harvest. Oh, <laughs> But you want a square mile of harvest. It doesn't work. Mm. But Apostle, you know what I'm seeing also when you're talking? Mm. The way you explain the pattern of what leads from hearing the, 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 the counsel of the ungodly, mm -hmm. it becomes a part over time, because a path, because of it's, it's a pattern. You just also showed us that even exactly. with the word, it's day and night, there's a pattern. There's a pattern. Even there, as the pattern of day and night meditating, you create day and a night, path. You create a, a path way. that's going to lead to verse 3. Uh -huh. Let's look at the harvest. Don't we want the harvest? It shall be like a tree. Not a shrub. Not a weed. Not a mushroom. You know, there are some crops that they are temporary. We are talking yeah. about trees. Trees. Yeah. Not a shrub. You know, there are those who savanna shrubs. <laughs> no, that's not you. <laughs> we are talking about majestic trees. A tree planted by the rivers of water, planted by the waterside, that brings forth its fruit in its season. KJV says that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. Whose leaf also shall not wither and whatever it does shall prosper. Let's dwell on his fruit in his season. Give us the KJV version. King James. King James. That bringeth forth his fruit in his season. This is the revelation that blew me away when we were being taught yesterday. It doesn't say bringeth forth his fruit in the season of where he is located. He doesn't bring forth his fruit in the season of Uganda's economy. He doesn't bring forth his fruit because COVID is over. He doesn't have any other seasons. He has his own season you create your season you decide that for me it is my season to prosper whether there is an economy broken out there or not I'm by the rivers of water 
when you are planted by the riverside, it doesn't matter whether it rains or not. You have just created your own perpetual season of fruitfulness. You have your own season. This is a right sign for your light has come. Your light determines your rising and shining. Not anyone else's. It's your revelation that determines your breakthrough seasons. Not whatever is happening in the economy. Not what happens in your extended family. Not what your spouse is doing. Your spouse can do whatever they do whenever they want to. You have your own season. You control your own season. You bring forth fruit in your season. Now you are now a season. You are no longer depending. Is it rainy season? Is it dry season? Is it harvest? Is it planting? No, 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 no. You are. Are you close? You are no longer dependent on the natural seasons. You are no longer dependent on. Is it? post-political voting, whatever pre-voting, post-voting, post-COVID, pre-COVID, a COVID. But what? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter whether it is the 15th of the month, the 28th of the month, the 2nd of the month. It does not matter. Your seasons are your seasons. You see, we can be here and we are in the same church. Hmm? We probably even attend the same location. We might even be in the same MC. Yes. But my season is different from my your season. Totally. Because your season is aligned to what's happening in the Ugandan economy. Your oh. season is aligned to how the mood of your spouse. Your season is aligned to what? And my season hey. is aligned only one thing, the word of Light. God. Because of what I've been meditating on. Have you created your season of fruitfulness? Once you understand what we are talking yes. about, you don't. It doesn't matter which political party is in power. It doesn't matter what plague is plaguing the earth. This church grew the most in 2020. Thank you. The year when things were closing. Mm. Every, everything. MC grew. Garage grew. Mm. Membership grew. Mm. Evangelism will grow. Mm. Finances will grow. Mm. Build, buying land will mm. grow. Mm. Building mm. will grow. Everything, everything about this ministry grew, grew. in 2020 more than ever before. We don't respect earthly seasons. Jesus cast the fig tree because it did not have fruit. Because it wasn't the season of figs. And Jesus is like, I am not subject to your seasons. I'm not subject to natural seasons. No one will eat fruit of you again neither are you and I because we carry the seed we are born of incorruptible seed which is the word of God we carry that seed of all we are planted oh my goodness we are not subject to seasons we don't get money at the end of the month no 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 we are not subject to seasons yeah uh, uh, we are not subject to natural seasons no, no, no. My economy, your economy is not subject to no. the Ugandan economy. No, 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 no. 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 Bishop Oedipo said that in every country there are borrowers and lenders yes. in every economy. Meaning that in every economy there are people who have surplus, mm -hmm. lenders, and people who have deficit, borrowers. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter how rich or poor a country is, no. there will always be money lenders there. <laughs> it's about understanding how to create your own season of perpetual fruitfulness. Yes. Why don't you help us close? Close. Mm. We have to close. People have to go into their MC discussions. Apostle, please just close. Mm. Mm. I'm sorry. I can't help you a lot today. 
Wow. Understand your seasons. God gave me an instruction last year in September that doubled my income the next month and the next and the next and the next and nothing will change for me. I will never move back because the Lord is my shepherd. I'm always increasing. I will not want. But for you to obey certain instructions, the word of God must be beyond what you hear in English. You must be hearing in the spirit things that you have stored up so that when God speaks, it's easy for you to obey and to walk with him. If you've never given your life to Jesus and you're listening to me, you can start your season now by coming to the one who called you, loved you, and gave himself for you. Just pray this prayer after me, Lord Jesus. I come to you tonight. Take my life and do something with it. Amen. There is a number on your screen, 0775 If you're listening to us on radio, 0775 That's the number to reach out and say, I made a decision to follow Jesus. To follow Jesus. If you're not in a mission or community and you're listening to us, you see the stuff you've just had right now is what people experience every week in MC. So contact the same number. Task whoever is on the other end of that line. Tell them, get me in an MC. Please, they will get you in a loving family of believers who love you, share with you, coach you, walk with you, and help you walk a victorious life. God is raising a victorious army of believers. People who are no longer subject to the whims of the devil. He just comes in and takes whatever he wants, whenever he wants. That's not you. That shall not be you anymore. It's time to stand on the word of God, look square in the devil's eyes and say, back off Satan. I'm not for sale. I'm not for destruction. You are not for destruction. You are not for theft. You are for signs and wonders. It's your season. How do I know it's your season? It's your season once you start meditating on the word of God. You create your own season of fruitfulness. Don't let the devil steal the word from you. If you're sick in any part of your body, I'm going to pray right now. Father, thank you for healing is available in the name of Jesus. We command healing upon every single person from the top of your head to the foot of your soul, to the sole of your foot. Nothing broken, nothing missing. We speak to organs to align with the word of God. We command every kind of virus, bacterium, and fungal infection to vanish from your body in the name of Jesus. We command organs to align. We command limbs to be made full and whole. We command minds we speak to your glands, those glands that are producing things that bring you depression. We stop them in the name of Jesus. We command joy upon you. The joy of the Lord shall be your strength. You shall be joyful. Amen. With joy you draw water from the wells of salvation. Thank you, Father, for your goodness, for your children. Thank you for the stars. Their bright lights shining in the world. Thank you that they shall be leaders in every sector in which they're involved. They shall be leaders in, in music. They shall be leaders in the arts. They shall be leaders in, in, in sports. They shall be leaders in business, leaders in government, leaders in media, leaders. Lord, let your children shine. For the path of the just is like the shining sun that shines brighter and brighter unto a perfect day. The day of perfection is the day when the word is perfected. The Lord shall perfect that which concerns you. How shall he do it? By the word of God. Thank you, Lord. We bless you. Amen and amen and amen. 
Thank you for listening to this teaching. We hope that you've been blessed by the Worship Harvest Sermon Series. For more teachings and other resources, visit www.worshipharvest.org or call 0393-281-555. That is 0393-281-555.